0: This is the Business Growth Hacks
1: Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush.
0: What's up, John? How's it going, man? Oh, you know, good. Just... Running a little slow on the fader over here. I'm running slow on the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. That's so, the know, fader went up slow. You take
1: the fader as slow as you want. I'm going to take a nap over here real quick. It has been
0: a long week.
1: <laughs> you know, it seems like it has been... You're right. It's been a long week. We had a lot of successful, cool things going on this week at the company. Yeah, we did. Last week and this week. But then this week also felt super fast, too. It was, it's weird. Like, it's a mix it, of both.
0: It felt like a slow week. I guess it was because Monday kind of got rescheduled for us. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of threw yeah. the week off. The I
1: whole, whole week's just been a little off. So. Anyways, yeah. we're here. We're here. We're doing
0: this. We're doing because
1: it. Because we are committed to putting out this content to help small business owners. We're going to stay consistent we're gonna with the content. It, regardless of what our weeks look like. That's right. Some days we might be in our pajamas. you know. Some days we may or may not be sober, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we are here
0: <laughs> to do this. We're here to get it done.
1: Today we are talking about the importance of your website. We're talking about how to get the most out of it. But oh, before yeah. I do that, we got to cut this thing off with an icebreaker. John, what piece of advice would you give to college students out there who will want to become an entrepreneur?
0: You don't know it all yet. You are learning. Great advice. I wish I could tell myself that 15 years ago. <laughs> I think we are both know-it-alls. Oh yeah. And we, okay. So for those
1: of you that don't know this, yeah, and we might've talked a little bit about this before, but me and John go way back. Yep. We used to go fishing after
0: school. That's where it all started. We yeah. used to
1: grab hamburgers down at this restaurant in town called oh, the Hill. Yeah, I miss the pie. It's gone. The it's pies gone now. Were. Oh, and the burgers were so good too, man. We need um, another good burger joint in town. Right. That's what we should do. That's our next venture, right there. There we go. Burger joint. And so we go way back. We moved to Tomball, which is where our offices are located right. now. And we opened our first ever business, which was a recording studio. Yep. And John was a roommate. Yep. We had converted a little house in Tomball into a recording studio. And it's awesome. He lived in the dining room. <laughs> yeah. I lived in the other dining room.
0: Yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I what think it that was. was called a formal sitting formal room. Formal sitting. Then. Oh. Yeah.
1: I lived in. I slept or in a, a sitting day room. room. It was maybe? so weird. I it was know. like. It was those kind of weird doors. What are those things called that kind of close like a accordion? Maybe a yeah. accordion doors? Maybe I don't that's know. That's what so, they're called. Yeah. So odd. I think you had a curtain. And as a wall, I did,
0: I did, I did not only had one door. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: and the back door, I think, was in your bedroom, right? Yes, it the, was. Yeah, or the back side 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 back back. yard. It
0: was our backyard. Yeah, it was it was our backyard. <laughs> That's where we used to grill and bratwurst.
1: Um, <laughs> Long story <laughs> short, we go pretty far back, and so um, I don't know where I was going with that because you know. We got on a rabbit trail. Yeah, we got into a rabbit. Oh, that <laughs> so, they, being stubborn. There you the go. Thinking we know it all. Yeah. We used to butt heads a little bit. Uh, yeah. Because we were both pretty prideful. Mm-hmm. We both were confident. Yes. Um. I think that's a good word. I
0: think confident. <laughs> is the best. the nicest nice way, to way to say, to say it. it. Uh, <laughs> we were
1: confident. <laughs> we were definitely both yeah. confident. And for a while after we kind of moved out and went our separate Hell ways, we yeah. didn't talk for a long time. Not really. Not and because we didn't hate each other or you know, anything. It was just kind of like... more
0: busyness. Busyness, life. Honestly, I was on the road a lot as yeah, a you were. musician. Yeah, and, and I, I started
1: working for Apple and, you know, it was just all kind of stuff going on in yeah. life. And so I think
0: I actually, I left probably for about a month, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, had, even while you were, yeah, yeah there. So um, I think that that's great advice. You know, one of our biggest friends and mentors, Joey... Oh, yeah. Joey used to hate me. <laughs> Most people don't know this because we are so close now, but Joey used to think I was like a little know-it-all prick. Well, yeah. And so uh, I, I think his uh, daughter told me one time, Jennifer, Jennifer was like, uh, my dad did not like you. He said you were just like cocky <laughs> and you yeah. thought you just were the baddest thing on know, earth.
0: You think about what we were doing. Uh, we were what? Some... 20-year-old punks? Yeah. Telling these veterans in their field what they should do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> now, we kind of knew what we were doing. So that's what I would say. Take your young hotshot ideas because, <laughs> you know, you know things. The world is different than it was. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But don't negate what the veterans in your field have to teach you just because technology may have upgraded. There are very real fundamentals there that – Those guys have spent years in the trenches learning. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one piece of advice. Listen to people. Yeah, take every experience you can. Take a moment to actually hear what they're telling you.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that if I could go back in time and kind of start it all over again, or even just give the advice to someone in my shoes, it would be like, don't be afraid to collaborate. Don't be afraid to learn. Right. Don't be afraid to not be the smartest person in the room. Right. Because if you just take the second to have some humility... Mm Man, you will be surprised how much you can how learn. How much
0: further you'll go, whether than trying to just push yourself into being this thing. B- yeah, exactly. You actually are this thing. Yeah. So yeah. many
1: people, especially now in today's culture, is like this fake it, you know, until yeah, you, you make it. make it. And um, I guess it works on some level. Yeah, on some level. But I think that, I think people could see through some of that bullshit too. Oh, yeah. It's like...
0: They can that's tell not that your, that that's not your jet. You're faking it. You know, like yeah.
1: oh that picture in that jet. Oh oh great. You went oh, down yeah. to Hux Airport and you just asked oh, yeah, the guy. anybody <laughs>
0: can be Instagram rich, right? Exactly. Yeah. And
1: so I think that just take the time to learn. Yes, take the time to build relationships
0: with people who, who are doing what you want to do or where you see yourself going. Right. Don't look at everyone as competition in the, that. Oh, yeah. Because that the arrogance was that's competition for me. Oh, you might yeah, be better oh, than might, me. Yeah. But what I've learned now is, and you know, I freelance for years, and now us yeah. working together, we've done more in the last few months than I did in eight ten yeah. years freelancing. Same. Yeah. I could not accomplish what I've accomplished without the people that you and Kara Sur- and John and surround yourself with people that to like-minded and headed towards... Similar vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That is the advice we have. So, that's college it. students out there or parents who have college kids or high school kids at home, yep. tell your kids to just go make relationships with the people that they yeah. aspire to be like. First things first, not everyone is who you think they are. You might oh, find out true. quickly that's not what you want to be like. You might have some character building lessons that, you know, kind of, dis- mm-hmm. I guess, kind of shape where you're headed. And you might not realize it. a certain career path you went down, like, you know, obviously I have a degree in music production and I thought yeah. I was going to have run this recording studio forever. I thought
0: I was going to be a famous. And musician. you're be a famous guitar player and singer
1: and uh, and here we are. Here we are. We uh, we have a podcast that, you know, all 50 people listen to uh, or how many ever it is. But we are passionate about <laughs> we what love we you. do. We love every one of you that are listening to our show. You know, the truth of the matter is You know, I think it's all about just building relationships and having some humility.
0: That's a good life and professional lesson right there.
1: There it is. John, bringing in the wisdom. Today, we are talking about the importance of how to get the most out of your website and why your website's so important. The Business Growth Hacks podcast, it's all about business growth hacks. Right. Things that you can do to drive revenue, to drive sales, to get more out of your business, to live the life you want to live. And I've got to start it off with some statistics like I always do. 94% of first impressions relate to your site's website design. Wow. So, first impressions... Is all what it looks like. That's right. We always talk about first impressions is like yeah. you can't you can't get a second first impression, right? Like it doesn't... like no, It's the hardest thing to redo there. right there, right? It's a first impression. It's not a second impression. 94% of first impressions relate to your site's website design, which means if you are not optimizing your website, building it, thinking about it, planning all that stuff, then you're probably missing out on creating relationships, building trust, credibility, etc. And I've got a bonus statistic here. And I thought that this one was a scary one. And I wanted to do a scary one because it's like, you know, like a nice little wow factor. Slow loading websites lead to a $2.6 billion revenue loss each year
0: wow, B-b-b-billion. billion. Billion. <laughs> Dude. Every time you throw that billion out there, it's like, you're either full of crap or I need to take this. Seriously. We need a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know what? Hold on. 2.6. In, down. right down.
1: Sound effects for billion. $2.6 billion in revenue loss each year for slow loading websites. So today we're going to be talking about a few different things seven things, eight things, nine things. I don't know. We we here's don't a, keep count. Just as many as we want to talk about. <laughs> the things that you can do to make sure that you're getting the most out of your website so that your customers are happy, so that you're making more money every year. John, yeah. do you want to kick it off?
0: Sure. Your first step in doing most things is going to be develop a plan. Boom. I mean, yes. I think we might have quoted them five times now.
1: Every podcast
0: episode. But you know what? I'm going to do it one more time at least. Yes, you better. If you if don't you know at this haven't point. haven't written it down, is it really a plan? Yeah. It's great to have ideas. And you know, you can come up with a plan by just thinking. Yeah. But that's more the brainstorming process. It's not the building a plan, developing your plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. about it like, you know, how an architect builds a house or a pool oh, yeah. builder builds a pool. That's you what know, I was just thinking. You, you know, yeah. like when you call someone up and you say, hey, how much does it cost to build a pool? Well, <laughs> what kind of pool? What kind of pool? Do you want a round pool? You want a square pool? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Waterfall? How Hot deep tub? is it How gonna deep be? is it going to be? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You've got to develop it out.
0: Yeah. There has to
1: be a whole plan in place. There
0: has to be a whole process of each thing that's going to go into it so that you're not unprepared for something. You need to get a clear picture of everything that you want and what's going to benefit you the most on your website. Yeah. And it's okay if things change a little bit. Yeah. It's going to happen. Things things are going to change.
1: But having a plan in place, it kind of outlines... Where you're headed, mm-hmm. and it makes the job smoother. There's a brand new office space being built right next door to our yep. ours. Uh, so if you ever hear banging while we're listening to the or listening to our shows, it's because they're going building next
0: door. Um, <laughs> and they're awesome. Those guys are moving quickly. Oh yeah, they're tearing it up. Like within there's, the last three weeks, <laughs> there's no way they don't have a building plan. Yeah, they've built that building before, man. That's right. I'm telling you, they're <laughs> like two guys. Yeah, they're tearing it up. Two
1: guys. And they've got like full frame roof, the whole nine yards gone yeah, up in like the matter of a few like weeks. They're waiting
0: for an inspection right yeah, now. it's like yeah. they, they would
1: be here if there wasn't an inspection. <laughs> yeah. So that all goes back to developing that plan. Before you ever lay the foundation, before oh, you yeah. ever bring up the walls, before mm-hmm. you ever put in insulation and all that other stuff,
0: you have to know what you're doing. Well, yeah. I mean, talking about a house, you got to know how much insulation you need. How much wire do you need? That's yeah. a very real thing. Yeah. How, how long is this electric cable going to run? And you know, with your website, who am I trying to sell to? Yeah, if a big chunk of your audience is Texas A and M, yeah, alumni, alumni, then you probably should not go with branding that is burnt orange. Yeah, probably be a missed opportunity. You might alienate <laughs> them piss without them off. even, yeah, and it may all be subconscious. That's what's crazy about colors.
1: Yeah, I think just people today in general uh-huh. are. are Short on time, their attention span is a lot smaller You're right. and shorter.
0: There's also so much content out there. A ton. There's it's not just your website. And not just one format now, Mm-mm. right? Before yeah. it
1: was like when we were kids, we go to Blockbuster and like rent a movie and watch it on Friday night. Yeah. And like now it's like Hulu, Netflix, mm-hmm. TV, what I mean, there's a number of streaming platforms, right. right? There's so many places competing for your attention. Oh yeah. And if you don't have a plan in place you're going to be the lost
0: the well, lost cause. You might end up getting duped into something that you don't really need yeah. and not utilizing your funds into things that are going to boost your business specifically.
1: Yeah. I feel like every podcast episode we talk about, we talk about setting goals and making a plan, but it's because oh, it is number one.
0: It is number one. And you know, even starting this out, I guess that would be the second lesson that I would teach. Make a plan for yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, you can get good stuff, If especially when filming a video. You can go in and film an event and get something good. But if you go in with planned shots, you're going to get something amazing.
1: Yeah. And at the very least... When it's all said and done, you have an abundance of footage to be able to use. Right.
0: Yeah. You've got a bunch of shots. And not that I don't randomly, hey, what's going on over there? I'm just going to shoot it. Yeah. Whatever. I may never use it, but- But at least it's better to have it. Grab it while you're there. Yeah. We shot a video at a barbecue
1: restaurant, and one of the most favorite clips in our video of that shoot was a clip that you didn't even necessarily mean to capture.
0: Actually, I set it down on the corner of a table to wipe the lens off because I got flour all over the lens when I was filming something (laughs) else. And yeah, we got like this cool little- just this magic moment yeah, it was. It was that awesome. we wouldn't
1: have gotten, you know, but we had a plan. We knew all the shots we had to get. Right. And the areas we were able to kind of be expressive and creative right. and deviate a little bit, we were really surprised by what else came right. out of that. So allow yeah. yourself the freedoms to be exactly. creative. yeah. But have a plan in place. Because the last thing you have want to do is point. go out to that shoot and get one shot and you come home and you're like, well, how am I going to put this together? Well, it's, if you'd a plan yeah. – you would have gotten all the clips that you mm-hmm. might not. You might have needed, you know. Right. Even like you said, even if you never use them, it's yeah. best to have them instead.
0: I'll grab stuff just in planning. Like, oh, I might need a transition here or there. This looks cool. May never use it. May yep. use it for something else. But let's just, have it exactly. Just, put, just plan it, and you're going to be more successful. You're going to be more focused towards your goals if you've got something that is down. That's saying this is what you're doing. Yeah, you're just going to stay on target. Going to stay on track. Way.
1: Yeah. Absolutely right. I think the next thing is when we talk about websites, you might've heard the lingo before above the fold. That's like a marketing terminology, especially used with website design. What does it mean above the fold? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about above the fold in website design, it's anything that you see when you first hit a website before you have to scroll down the page. Yeah. So above the bottom of your screen, essentially, right? right? Like what's out of frame this is probably the most important part of your website. Yeah. Because most website visitors, again, short attention span, they're Mm going to land on that site. And if they don't know in 10, 15 seconds or less, what it is that you do. Right. Who is it for, et cetera.
0: Or if they're looking for a specific piece of information, if they can't tell where to go find it. Yeah. mm -hmm. They're going to bounce. We talked about,
1: we talked about the problem with high bounce rates, right? Is that it affects your overall SEO. It affects Mm -hmm. your Google analytics. It affects your traffic, all that stuff. So, I think the big thing you need to take advantage of in that hero section or above the fold area is to make a bold statement. Right. All right? A statement that as soon as someone gets there, they're going to know exactly what it is that you do. It's going to grab their attention. It's the first thing that they see when they hit your website. Exactly. Besides your yeah. logo and the things in the navigation. Yeah. The first thing they see is that big, huge, above the fold header hero section. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that a lot of people talk about, and I really like this analogy, is does your website pass the grunt test?
0: Ah, okay.
1: And so if a caveman were, <laughs> were to go to your website, right? Grunt test. If they could just grunt through right. what it is that you do. Mm-hmm would they be able to understand it? Would they be able to get it? Right. And would so, it make sense? And so we, you know, I, I want to define what the grunt test is. Like what is the grunt test? It is three okay. things. It is, what is it that you offer? How will you make my life better? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to buy? Oh, wow. All right. So what is your B-Fees team of marketing experts, design, manage, and build your website all for one low monthly fee? What is it that you offer? Mm-hmm. We manage websites. and We design right. it, build it, manage it. Right? Mm-hmm. How will you make my life better? I might have a secondary statement that says, "Focus on your business, not your not website." Your website. Yeah. Okay. So now I know. Focus on my business. I don't have to worry about right. managing this website. And lastly, what do I need to buy? There's gonna be a big call to action button right underneath right. it that says, "Get started," Get or started. "Buy now," or "Sign up," right. or "Schedule a demo," "Schedule a call." Right. Um. You know. So I think that that is going to be the big the big thing. Right is making sure that it passes that grunt test. Make sure it has those three critical things to answer those questions yeah. so that someone knows right away, is this the place I wanted to be? Right. Should I work with these guys in the first place? Yeah.
0: Is this the company I was looking for? Is this even the product that I'm looking for? I think that one leads us right into the next one,
1: which I think you have a lot to add on this one.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was actually about to say that too. Though. <laughs> but then, you know, so you're going to set up what it looks like. You're going to define that. You're going to try to capture their attention with some kind of graphic image. And then you're going to explain to them how you can help them. And then that call to action. You know, what are you trying to get them to do? Exactly. Your website should contain a free offer or something that gets people to click on something. The word free is so powerful. Absolutely. It really is. And I don't even know if I should say this here, but I often tell my kids the word free is attached to a marketing campaign every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Always, no matter what it is, no matter yeah. what it is, the word "free" is a marketing. Yeah, it's a word strategy. It invokes emotion. It does free. Oh, right. oh, oh! What? What? Oh. You piqued my curiosity, John. Yeah. What do you? What is free? What's the catch? And so, <laughs> so free. Puppy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not that one, but... <laughs> I'll take a free know, puppy. Free website review. You know, that yeah. it's going to get someone... It's a call to action because ultimately, do you want someone to come to your website and read the entire thing and sit there on it and say, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah.
1: I think I talked a little bit about the story about yeah. Apple when people first started going into the Apple retail stores, yeah. they didn't keep any of the product inventory in the store, right. which they, that's still the case. Yeah. There's some inventory, maybe some you know accessories and stuff yeah, like that, but, but computers are not on the floor. No. AirPods aren't on the floor, phones aren't on the floor. Nope. And so there was a lot of people in the first early days of the Apple retail store that were leaving the store and mm-hmm. they interviewed them when they came out and said, hey, why is it that you didn't buy? Why right. didn't you buy a computer? Why didn't you buy a phone? Why didn't you buy, et cetera? Yeah. And they said, well, no one ever asked me to.
0: Early days of Apple, I kind of remember that. You kind of walked in and wandered around and then Because nobody knew that kind of concept. And you were like, I guess they don't have any computers in here, really?
1: Really, even still to this day, most retail stores, you walk in, grab the thing you want, take it to the cash register and And purchase it. get out, yeah. Apple is one of the few stores that's not how the process works. Right. It's a demo model. It's a discovery process. Right. It's getting to get a hands-on test drive. Right. And then... It is the salesperson's job, right? AKA, in 2021, it's your website's job. Yeah, your to, website to ask for the sale, mm-hmm. and without a call to action, where are they going to click? They're leaving. Where, yeah, they're because they're like, off. well, it sounded like you had something really good to offer, but right, I didn't know how to get started with it. I wasn't
0: sure what to do, I didn't know so what to do. I did nothing. That's right. Mm -hmm.
1: And then I love that you talked about, you know, other free items, things like eBooks, webinars, case studies, downloadables, templates that we create for people, things like Mm -hmm. that. Checklists, worksheets, blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. Right, Those things are so important because those things kind of are that moment of reciprocity, right? Like I want to get your email address so that I can tell you a little bit more about what I do as a company. Right. But in order for you to give me your email address, you expect something in return. Right. Like one of those free items, right? I'm not just giving it out, right? Like I want... I want something for it. it. Mm -hmm. And so the importance of that too is that there's kind of two people, we talked about this, I think on one of our last episodes, there's kind of two people that go to your website, people who are kind of in discovery mode and people who are in the bottom of the funnel that are ready. They know what they Um, want. Yeah. So
0: we need to address both of those people.
1: You do. On our website, we need to have that sign up now button for somebody to buy my website product. Somebody who's ready.
0: All right, that's where I do
1: it. But I also need to offer something like a free website audit Mm -hmm. for someone who's like, well, do I need a website? Right. How's my current website doing? Where does it stand? How does it, how's it right. performing?
0: You've got different calls to action for specific purposes. That's right. Different stages mm-hmm. of the customer journey. It's and so, they're, they're very clear
1: too. <laughs> very clear. Free this. Yeah. Click here to buy. You talked earlier about the fact that like we need to keep it stupid simple, the whole oh, kiss yeah. principle. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think you should share a little bit, but like those Instagram contests. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk okay, about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, so you don't want to complex call to action. You don't want like this, share this, comment on this, and then you're entered to the contest to win a chance for an email something, you know? Yeah. It's it's too many levels. Yeah. You want to have within one or two actions,
1: they're they're done. You're doing it. That's right. Yeah.
0: Like, share. Share your photo at business growth hacks, you know, hashtag business growth hacks. Share this photo here. That's it. You're done. Yeah. And it's a very clear call that has a very clear result as well. And they know, Hey, I shared my photo. Now I'm entered. I've already done that. Yeah. I'm good.
1: And this brings up another big point, which is to not focus on too many things. And I'm kind of, I'm going ahead a little bit of our kind of outline here. But I think that these go really like hand in hand when you spend so much time asking for too many things at once you confuse the potential, the buyer, you confuse you the customer because it's like, it's like coming to a fork in a road mm-hmm. and neither one of them are very clear. It's like, right. okay, well, which path do I take? I'm not really sure. Right? Do you want me to buy a website or do you want me to demo of the website? Like, which one is it? Yeah. Like, right. make can- it very clear. Yeah. Which customer journey path are you wanting someone to take? Now, that doesn't mean you can't have more than one call to action. Right. It just means think about where those call to actions kind of exist on the website. Right. If I were to put six call to action buttons next to each other on the homepage.
0: No, you're not getting No one's pushing any any of them. them. Mm -mm. They're like, what the hell is this? No one's going to click any of them. Yeah.
1: However, I might have a get started call to action on my homepage of the website. And then I might have a... Download the free ebook on, say, the blog post page. Right. Right? Different call to actions might live and exist in different places on the website. So I think it's really important that we were careful to focus on not trying to ask too much up front.
0: Right. Yeah. Keep it simple. You don't want too complex call to actions. You don't want too many of them. You want to keep your calls to actions very specific. Yeah. And even in that complicated layering, they're trying to achieve something in their social media numbers most likely. Yeah. More comments, more likes, something like that. Yeah, it's like and, it's a good thought. <laughs> and maybe they'll, they'll hit those, but is that also in those vanity metrics that we've talked about in the past, you know? Yeah. So, yes, you can make people click something that says free, but... I think we're going to talk about it in a minute, but make sure your content, you know, what is free is worth getting. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to stick to one goal for every page. When I I build out a
1: wireframe or a site map with a client and we kind of brainstorm Mm -hmm. what each page on the website should have, I always think about the fact that, okay, the About Us page should lead mm-hmm. into the services page, and then the services page right. should lead into the pricing page. Because you want to keep people I want them to on move, your site. You're right? keeping that bounce rate down. Bounce by, rate down, click through yeah. rate high, right? I want them moving through the stages that I... Just like if in an in-person sales experience, yeah. I'll kind of take you through this like journey. My
0: presentation. Right? It, it, honestly, think of your website like that. It is sort of your presentation of yep. why you should use me as a company or person or... Whatever the product is that you're selling, you're yeah. yourself.
1: When we're talking about not focusing on too many things, even mm-hmm. think about the form fields that you're requiring of something. Right. Sometimes I'll see people like, mm-hmm. download this ebook, give me your name, the company you work for, your right. phone number, your email address, your date of birth, what kind of things right. are you interested in
0: talking about? And it's like... Dude, I'm just trying to get this ebook. I just want this thing. I, I really, honestly, I'm not giving. Don't even much want to, more. I hardly
1: want to give you my email, right? And now you're asking me for all this other crap. Right. Yeah, like yeah. no, I'll hit back. I'm just like, you know what? Nah, no thanks. Yeah. Somebody else probably offers this thing mm-hmm. for free too. I'm gonna go get it somewhere. I don't require right. as much information.
0: And yeah, I would also say if a call to action annoys you personally, yeah, I wouldn't put it on your website. Though. That's right.
1: Yeah, so I'd say when you're doing something like free downloads. It's best to ask maybe for a name and email address only. Sometimes you can get away with just the email, but I think it's nice to have a name because it allows for some personalization. But the fewer, i say the fewer hoops that people have to jump through, Mm -hmm. the more likely it is that they're going to become a
0: qualified lead. For that free download, you're going to probably want less than five boxes in your form. Yeah. For sure. And I would even argue two is probably the max. Yeah. depending on what you're yeah. giving away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you're giving away like a five-page novel, you can probably get, can get away, away with, with asking a little more. With asking a little more. Because yeah, that, what yeah. you're offering yeah. is worth what they're willing to give up for. That's a good point. And, and you know, if you think about it, like economy, things are only worth what someone's willing to pay for them. Yeah. And so the word free, although powerful, is only worth what you're willing to give right. away.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good mm-hmm. point. We think about like you go to the mall and there's one of those cars in the middle of the aisle and <laughs> you have to fill out that little piece of paper to enter the raffle. Yeah. They can get away with asking for a little bit more info from you because they're right. giving away a car. There's a car on there. The perceived value or the the real value of that item mm-hmm. is way w- more worth it, right? right? Versus an ebook that 30 companies might offer the same kind of content. Right. And some of them might not even have it gated behind an email subscription. Yeah. Make sure the reciprocity is fair.
0: Right. You know? Because, you know, honestly, I feel gypped in that situation, and I'm less inclined to use that company for yeah. something else in the future. Because, man, the free thing really was kind of a, eh. Yeah. It wasn't really a, it wasn't worth my time.
1: Remember, your website is your best sales
0: guy. It, absolutely.
1: I think you posed the question earlier when we were planning this. But should your website make sales? Yeah, yeah. I think the answer is yes,
0: absolutely. Especially if you're selling something.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> you mean, know? think of it as like we, we talked about this in one of our uh, previous episodes. But it's the brick and mortar
0: of uh, your. It's it's the same. It's the new brick and mortar, especially yeah. in COVID, man, because people don't want to go out. They want to shop online instead. Yeah, there it, is a market for that now. That's
1: right. I mean, you think know? about even just the way people amazon shopping and mm-hmm. uber eats and things like that oh, yeah. like
0: we're, that we're so we're so willing
1: to buy everything online oh, now yeah. like grocery pickup yeah like it's just it's different so you need to think about your site as more than just a pamphlet or a brochure i right. always hear so many times in my career of doing this for nearly 10 years right. people come to me and build a website and they're like oh it's just basically an online brochure and it's like well dude you were thinking about this
0: all wrong, all wrong. like
1: because it is way more powerful than a brochure. I would
0: say having something up there is probably better than nothing. Sure. Yeah. But having the right something. Yeah, exactly. is the best cuz a it. brochure is static. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for you. Well, you print it and you give them away till they're gone. That's right. And I don't know how many times I've gotten a brochure from a company that, oh, well, we don't make those anymore or we don't do right. this anymore or ignore this page. Don't do that. I whited out this section. Ignore this page of the brochure. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Ignore the whole page. Well, then why did we even why print it? Then the why you even give post? it out?
1: Yeah. Your website evolves. Your website can contain other things that will allow for engagement. For example, right. live chat, right? Chat bots. Or, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that can actually blogs create like blogs with comments. Yeah. Like there's a lot of ways that the website becomes this interactive tool. Yes. It is a twenty four seven brick and mortar version of your business mm-hmm. that people can use while you're sleeping. Oh yeah. To get you sales, and that's that's amazing because you can
0: literally be asleep and making money.
1: <laughs> yeah. And back in the day, that was not possible. No. Imagine if like our like forefathers and grandparents, oh, all these my people, goodness. if they would have had access to the technology and tools that we had, yeah. they would be like revolutionary. I think we'd see know? some
0: companies that were still around that- I agree.
1: Gone away. I totally agree. Proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. The companies that didn't- Yeah. Understand the importance of the website, boom. Yeah. Those were the companies that aren't around anymore. They didn't take it. They didn't listen to it. Right. The same people that said social media, blah, blah, blah. They're the same ones now who are like scraping to figure yeah, that out.
0: Well, how do we do this post on Facebook? Oh, you're like four softwares yeah. behind man. It's
1: like, dude, yeah. <laughs> when all this was like right at the cutting edge, you should have been trying to figure it out. Yeah. Now you're, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it now. Yeah, now it's But you're not, playing
0: catch up. It's not a bad thing to do now, but yes, you're coming up from the back of the race. Content- is king. I hate that. I
1: hate that quote, and I love it. I do too. Because it's like it's so overused. It really is. Every time I hear it, I'm like, uh, like blah blah blah. blah, blah content blah. is king. Ooh. But but, it, but it's true. But
0: we'll, right? we'll take our advice from the beginning of the episode and actually listen to what we're saying. Yeah, content is in king. Content is in charge. Yeah. What does that mean? I mean, we talked about it a minute ago. Depending on what that free thing is, what does it consist of? Yeah. If it's something that I really want information on, then yeah, you're getting my email address. Yeah, all exactly. You can have my name, phone number, you want credit card. Whatever you need. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And then that does so much for your business, mm-hmm. right? Because now someone who I might not have ever had a conversation with before right. is coming to me as the hey, expert. Hey, I read
0: your blog and I really liked what you said that's right. this, or I downloaded your free ebook and man, it, yeah. it really got me thinking. And so I wanted to ask you this. And then that's just natural, it's almost like, you know how when you're buying a car and you get to that point where the other salesman comes over and you're like, oh, here it comes. Here it is. So your website's kind of like the first salesman that you walk into and you are the follow-up, you know, you're the closer, That's right. but you got to get, got to get people on the hook to close
1: sales. And your content really can be, I think about the fact that like, the modern like sales process has changed a little bit. We've talked about this before, but like back in the day, we really depended on salespeople to give us all the answers. Right. And then once we were informed by the sales guy, we even used the sales guy to finish the process because we didn't know for sure what we needed to do. Like what next, what now? Mm -hmm. The website can do all of that. Right. It can educate, Mm -hmm. it can inform, it can take them right into the sales process. Yeah. I think pretty much any software company out there is proof that that's how it works now. Absolutely. Netflix, I don't have to get a call by somebody at Netflix yeah. telling me, would you like to learn more about our TV services where you no. can get access to
0: a million shows? You know what Netflix is. You either already pay for it or you steal it from somebody You've else. You've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong to all yeah. those using my Netflix account. Netflix is watching. And that was probably... <laughs> the, always watching. This is probably the hardest part of us moving out <laughs> yeah. originally a few years ago. So oh, figuring yeah. Figuring out who's going to pay for Netflix. <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's paying for Netflix.
1: <laughs> um, so I think that content certainly is king. And, yeah. and content now is in so many varieties of formats, whether it's YouTube or podcasts or blogs or Clubhouse where these uh, these audio chat rooms, yeah. people are consuming content more than ever. Yeah, It's how it's and informing in their decisions.
0: Different forms too. Yeah. And so you really, content is king, but knowing your audience has got to be queen, you know? Yeah. Because the right content for the right people, what platform is your target audience in? That's where you need to go. Yeah, because they're they're not coming to your website to look at how pretty it is. No. They came to your website to see what you
1: can do for them how right. you can help them how you can um, be a resource something somewhere that's right so they're coming to see what it is what it's about that's right mm-hmm. and so i think it's the same thing with any other piece of content again right. po- like this podcast yeah if we didn't think about what our people needed and what they cared about
0: what they focused on then one no one's going to come back we're definitely only going to have one fan, ever right yeah.
1: my mom yep. hey uh, <laughs> hey miss roberta <laughs> um so i think that it's important to note that Content is still king. It oh, is. Oh yeah, I, I would say
0: so. Even if you don't like that, phrase, even if you don't like the phrase, it it's is. true. I mean, and
1: yeah, you can either be the person in that seat, yes, or not. Right, right. Either you or mm-hmm. your competition are going to say, "You know what? They're right. Content is king." And once you start to have a realization that that is. A true statement, right? And you say, "Okay, we're going to create a podcast, or we're going to write a blog, or yeah, we're yeah. going to we're going to actually invest the time, money, resources into creating this." Right. I promise you, I could almost put a guarantee on the fact that it will create ROI for you.
0: Oh, absolutely. We
1: beefy does two podcasts: business mm-hmm. growth hacks and the beef. Mm-hmm. The beef podcast has already given us new clients. Yes. Business growth hacks podcast. I'd imagine it will do the same. Yep. Even the podcast that we do for external clients, like mm-hmm. Team Never Quit, mm-hmm. has brought us clients. Yep. Because people see us as experts. They see us as people who are providing resources and value to our community. Right. And so they build trust with you. Right. And that's why content is king, is it adds the personal side of your business that
0: it, doesn't exist. It does. It, I mean, it is the what. And and anything, you're answering who, what, why, when, and where, Right. Yep. The content is the what, and it's so important. You got to have stuff that is on point and not just filler. That was the other thing I wanted to say about content, you know, because you talked about page length earlier. Yeah. And so if I make a super, super long page that it just fluff. has every bit of information you need, yeah. then that's good. But if it's just fluff – or if I'm trying to get a page that's longer, same sentence over and, for, and over again basically. for SEO, yeah. you know, purposes. old school yeah, purposes. Old school. Yeah, yeah, just trying to fill the yeah get the get the words there. It's not going to be beneficial to have a bunch of BS. No, people read right through it. Yeah, and they're
1: like, great, you could have said that oh, in two great. sentences. And you said it in eight. And you eight. wasted
0: my time. This meeting could have been an email.
1: Yes, you know? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, it's it's that same concept, yeah. and it's like people always like debate: should our blog post be seven fifty words, fifteen hundred words, thirty five hundred words? Write good content. Yes. If it takes 50 words to say it, to say badass. It, then it's if done. If it takes 2,000, then do it. Yeah,
0: Just write good content. Yeah. And I would know your audience. Are they readers? Then That's right. Yeah. You probably want to go for the longer side That's of right. things because they're going to feel short changed. If you don't, yeah. If, if, you're, if your people aren't readers, you may sure. want to consider really short or video blogs. That's right. Or audio or podcasting mm-hmm.
1: where you can Which kind of a, talk about it. Because Well, because you think about podcasts, people can consume podcasts anywhere they're at reading mm-hmm. i have to be pretty much uninterrupted podcast right. i can drive I can I can mo- on in the back, whatever mm-hmm. so think about that's great i mm-hmm. think that that's a great business growth hack more than anything yeah know your intended audience know yes. your customer know your persona because
0: if you don't know who you're trying to impress you could be putting on the wrong clothes all day long you know what i mean that's uh-huh. right i got a bonus one for
1: them okay I think that this is a silly one, but I think it's really important. And that is choose your photos wisely. Oh. (laughs) There's no,
0: there's, dude. (laughs) I hate yeah. going
1: to a website and there's like the most cheesy, have generic. You ever, have you ever gone images. and seen
0: iStock stock photo on? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, stuff, we're like still like on the didn't photo. did pay for it yet. <laughs> Shutterstocks across the person's yeah,
1: face. Exactly. Yeah, that that's the worst. I think that's that the there's, worst. there's a variety of reasons why picking your images is so important. You don't want to set improper expectations. Like, right. oh, look at how badass my office is. That's not your office. Yeah. You actually work from home, and you showed this really sweet 13-floor well, building. Like, what? And,
0: and something with an office. I mean, people can go to it, so don't lie about don't that. Don't lie. <laughs> exactly. And then
1: same thing with faces. You brought up that office episode. Oh,
0: yes. So, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about using stock photos. There was an episode of The Office where they were looking through a catalog, and the manager, Michael, falls in love with some girl he sees in the catalog. So they spend most of the episode... Trying to hunt this girl down, and they end up finding out she's actually already deceased. But, oh god, yeah, so sad. Yeah, it's it's sad <laughs> so and hilarious because the they drink time. whiskey at her grave and sing Miss American Pies. Oh currently. my god! But uh, anyway, but it just goes to show it goes though, to that, show like, you <laughs> that yeah. You, <laughs> if you have a model and it's a representative of, of your business, yeah, you know, someone may come in looking for that model, and when they don't find them, they may feel shortchanged. That's right. So they may not. Yeah, I think it
1: depends on what it is. I think for somebody who's selling clothes, if you got somebody a professional model,
0: that's yes, fine. They're absolutely. not buying. They're not buying into the people in the company. Or even if you're selling your shirts for your company as merch. Yeah. Then, yeah, you could get someone a model to put their shirt on.
1: Yeah, but if I showed on Beefy's website, like, a bunch of, like, really buff dudes, they when would they walk come in, in for here, the first day and see all guys, <laughs> <laughs> they're really disappointed. It's the wrong Beefy. That's, we're Beefy, <laughs> but not that Beefy. Um It's really important that people choose the photos wisely. You don't, again, you don't want to misrepresent yourself. You You, want to make sure that you're being authentic. Yeah, you
0: don't want to use a stock image as a representation for your brand. That's something I think where you're going to want to hire a photographer and a model. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And
1: don't be be afraid to spend a little bit of money on hiring a photographer, even to take photos of
0: what Mm -hmm. you really are. Just, yeah, capitalize. It's better to be true than not. Yeah, just capitalize on what you are doing and making sure you're getting the most out of everything. That's going to make your business better. I think my bullet point that I'd written
1: earlier and I deleted it, but I Mm -hmm. think it's still important is be more human. Oh, I like it. You know, like. I like it. It's all about that. It's okay to have yes. a small office. It's okay to have a small team. It's okay to be a little round around the middle. Mm-hmm. You know? That's who we are. Right. You know, and I want people to know that that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I want them to see actual work I worked on. If I posted a bunch of websites that I never designed or logos I never created, right. they're going to be really disappointed if I build them a logo that looks nothing like what well, I represent myself. because represented if it's not a as.
0: representation of your work, then yeah, you're not you're selling the wrong product to the right person. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I think the biggest thing to take away is, in order to get your website to make a good first impression, you got to make sure it stands out. Absolutely, um, and the best way to do that is to design it in tune with the needs of your audience, which is kind of what you hit on a minute ago. Is right. knowing what your what your customer cares about. Yeah, and it's a little different want? for everybody. Yeah, right. Like you said, like our audience might prefer podcasts over blogs, or they might prefer short articles over long articles, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, it's your job as a business owner to prioritize figuring out what it is that they want.
0: Right. I know for me personally, one example, Sweetwater's website. If there's not a video of it, I I don't care. No, because Sweetwater's website makes it so nice whenever there's a video. I honestly might buy it from Guitar Center or somewhere else if there's not a video, because I'm going to go find a video of it and I won't be on their site anymore.
1: Yeah. I'm the same so, way. That's
0: funny. That you, so, Sweetwater, if you're listening, you know.
1: Every product needs every a product video. Every product
0: a video. We can help.
1: There's actually some <laughs> crazy statistics about that. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but I saw them when I was doing some research for this episode. But yeah. I think that there's a pretty crazy statistic around hmm. how much people will stay on your website when there's videos on the pages. So, that is a really important hmm. note is videos keep people around a lot
0: well, longer. Well, one thing I was talking about, YouTube, their homepage has no description on it.
1: Oh, I was thought
0: did about that. Did you ever that. think about that?
1: No, I did not.
0: We are solely going to that website for its content. Yeah, that's crazy. That is the only that's a perfect reason why example we're of going why there.
1: content is king.
0: Yeah, yeah. I meant to. I put that in my bullet points earlier and deleted that's a, that's it. That's a good one. You said you deleted one and made me <laughs> <of it. laughs> You
1: brought it back from the dead. <laughs> I did. Um, hey, so we got to wrap this thing up and we're going to do it by dropping a couple of business growth hacks, oh, which yeah. is what the show is all about. I want to talk to you guys about two tools really quick. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because this is not for a, you know uh, making a sale and these aren't products that, we, that we've created. These are just tools that we use in our business and for our customers. Mm-hmm. Hot glue oh, is yeah. a, a wireframing tool. If you've never heard of a wireframe, wireframing is essentially just creating kind of like a skeleton view, a blue... Mm-hmm blueprint, if you will, of what your website will look like. Absolutely. So before you ever hire a designer, or if you decide you're going to start working with a designer, you've picked Mm -hmm. someone that you want to work with, make sure that they follow a wireframing process because why design this really elaborate, badass website if we've not thought about what the customer journey is, if we've not thought about the sections that the website needs, because the last thing you need is this huge design where you're trying to just like scratch your head to come up with things to fill in the blanks that might be useless create a wireframe hot glue is a great tool to do that if you've already got a website and you're looking to just improve it make it better right my other favorite tool is Hotjar. okay okay if you've never heard of hot jar john i have not you've probably heard of like heat maps before right like how like uh yeah. it'll visualize user behavior so if you've never mm-hmm. heard of a, a heat map basically it's kind of like a visual representation of your website's performance. So, you know, Google Analytics might tell you how many people visited your right. website and blah, 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 blah. Heat maps actually show you like, hey, your visitors actually spent a lot of time on just the top part of your website mm-hmm. or maybe their mouse clicked a lot on this section of your website that there was no button. Wow. Right, so it gives you all this data so that you can go, Oh crap! There
0: should probably be a button, a button there. right there because My customers to think it. that there's a button, but there's not. You know, you know. So the old school way of getting that information was someone called you and told you that. And yeah, then, exactly. And yeah, then you did. Wow, okay. But now most that. people just bounce. Yeah, and most honestly, people just leave. How long would it be on your website like that before you got a phone call from a concerned? most likely a friend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The other thing that Hotjar does too that I think is really cool and I hate to say this, but it feels a little big brotherish, but it's not. Yeah. But Hotjar actually allows you to allows you to record user sessions. I now, got you. I, when some people say record, they get freaked out that I might be recording everything that my visitor's doing on their computer and that's not true. All the, we're doing is recording their session on our website. Right. And what's so cool about that is I'll see if I've got hot glue installed into my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, not hot glue. Hotjar. Hotjar. Hot Hotjar. Uh, all the hots, hots. Uh, hot, 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 um, hot. <laughs> when you have it installed, it will actually allow you to see all the different sessions that have been on your website. And when I say session, I mean, someone who's visited your website right? and it's actually a video you can play back mm-hmm. and you can watch their mouse click on the about page. You can see wow. it click over to the contact page. So in real you time can see them scrolling,
0: you can see, yeah, what they're
1: reading, what they did, what and, they're bouncing from. And what's, it's exactly right. Yeah. You can see where are the pitfalls in your website? Yeah. Oh, man everybody was trying to click this area of my website, that there wasn't anything.
0: So I was up to put something over there. So
1: many people went to my website and scrolled really quickly past this section. Okay, well then I need to put something better in that section that catches their attention because that didn't do it. So those are my business growth hacks today. All the other things we talked about, super important. If you're looking yep. to have a website that is gonna make you successful, that's gonna drive revenue, yeah. then follow those things. But if you're looking to just take it up a next level, when you're building a website, make sure you use a wireframing tool like Hot yep. Glue and dive into your analytics, know what your customers are wanting, mm-hmm. and you can do that with a tool like Hot Jar. I hope today's episode was helpful. If you guys want us to help you out with your website, you can hit us up. Or if you'd like, use our website grader. You can visit beefymarketing.com. We've got a cool website grader tool that'll actually tell you how the website is performing, doing, and we're happy. Even if you don't buy a website from us, we're always happy to have a conversation with you about how you can grow your business. We will see you guys next week.